I guess the, birth, the best birthday present is I heard Donald Trump had dropped out. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That was just for today. <laughs> That's Ben Carson. He's a retired neurosurgeon and one of 15 candidates campaigning for the Republican ticket in the race for the White House. It's a race that has so far been dominated by the remarks of property tycoon Donald Trump. But according to recent polls, Mr. Carson is emerging as a close contender, at least for now. I'm Amy Keene in New York, and joining me on the line from the U.S. Capitol is Dimitri Sevastopolo, the FT's Washington bureau chief. Thanks for joining me today, Dimitri. Hi, Amy. He was a relatively unknown figure a few months ago. Who is Ben Carson, and why is he doing so well in the polls? Well, Ben Carson is a really interesting character. Uh, As you say, really nobody knows very much about him, particularly outside of the U.S. He is a guy who grew up in the the ghetto of Detroit. He had a a single mother who herself was one of 24 siblings. Uh, He and his brother managed to do incredibly well, worked very hard in school, He ended up getting offered a scholarship to go to West Point, the prestigious military academy, but he decided not to because he wanted to be a doctor. Uh, He went to Yale and went on to become a neurosurgeon. And at the age of 33, he became the head of pediatric neurosurgery at Johns Hopkins Hospital, which is one of the best hospitals in the world. He has no background in politics, but two or three years ago, he appeared at a national event called the National Prayer Breakfast, where he criticized President Obama to his face. And that made him a really popular figure with the very conservative wing of the Republican Party and particularly people who are affiliated with what's called the Tea Party, the kind of anti-establishment wing of the the GOP. Um, He's gone on from there and he entered the political race for the White House earlier this year. At the beginning, he had very little name recognition. His polling numbers were quite low. But people have focused on Donald Trump and his kind of outrageous comments, Ben Carson, who is a much more soft-spoken guy, a different kind of demeanor, has crept up in the polls to the point where, in some of the latest polls, he's only one percentage point behind Donald Trump. And Donald Trump has started to attack him a little bit, you know, underscoring how well Ben Carson is doing. So he's come from almost nowhere, and all of a sudden he's a force in the 2016 election. You mentioned that he has, you know, limited political background, limited foreign policy experience. What are some of his key policy plans if if he were to be elected? Well, he has a number. So, for example, he advocates a flat tax that would simplify the American tax code, which is incredibly cumbersome and takes an awful long time to file your taxes. He wants to simplify it so that you can file your taxes within 15 minutes. He wants a balanced budget amendment, to which would rein in the U.S. government's debt, which at the moment is $18 trillion. He believes in the view that life starts at conception and that abortion shouldn't be allowed under any circumstances. He doesn't want anyone to tamper with the Second Amendment, which is the right to bear arms, which is something that's currently in the news because of the mass shooting in Oregon recently. He wants to overturn Obamacare, which is President Obama's signature health care initiative and law, which most Republicans don't like. And finally, he's very against any kind of effort to allow the federal government or the central government to, to regulate education or to decide or determine what people around the country should be studying. Um, so he's on, the, he's on the right wing of the Republican Party. He's affiliated with the Tea Party wing, and that's where he's getting his support. Now, one of the key issues in this election, a huge issue in the United States across the board, is the is conversations to do with race. Carson has been quoted as wanting to quote de-emphasize race in you know when it comes to these national conversations about inequality, about education, and he wants to quote emphasize respect and to see people as people. 
how do minority groups in America receive him and how might this impact his campaign? I was recently at a, a forum in South Carolina where most of the candidates spoke and it was uh, sponsored by Heritage Action, which is a very conservative uh, political action group. As far as I could see, he was possibly the only black man in, an, in a room full of about three, 4,000 people. And yet he got the biggest, uh, the biggest applause. He got standing ovations. He had happy birthday sung to him. He was easily the most popular person there. And I asked someone, it's, it's ironic that there's very few black people in this room, and yet he is the person who seemed to get the most support. And one man said to me that we don't see him as a man of color. We see him as someone who talks about policies um, that we care about, and we don't see race being an issue. Which is interesting, because if you look at the support that Ben Carson has been achieving, a lot of it comes from evangelical Christians, particularly in Iowa. He himself is an evangelical. He's a Seventh-day Adventist. Uh, and his support from the African-American community is actually relatively weak. So here you have a, an African-American man who is going for president and actually has a lot stronger support from white evangelicals than he does from African-Americans. So this is a really interesting question. So, Dimitri, in the next few months, how should we expect uh, Mr. Carson to fare in this campaign? Well, one of the things that's interesting about uh, Ben Carson is that he's not very good on the national TV stage. He hasn't done very well in the debates, the televised debates. But he's very good in smaller settings where he can actually talk to the voters and listen to them. And I think that's why people who watch him in Washington sometimes don't understand why he's doing so well. So as we move during the campaign and we move away from states like Iowa and New Hampshire, which are small enough that you can actually campaign and meet people in small venues, once you get to the bigger states like Florida, Ohio, Michigan, television becomes much more important. That's the only way you can reach uh, most of the voters. And he's less good in that situation. So I think he's going to do well for the time being. But I think as we move uh, further down the road, it's probably going to be more of an uphill climb for Ben Carson. You can read Dimitri's full profile of Ben Carson at FT.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, Dimitri. Thank you. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's Corient.com.